Hi there, my name's Jack, and I love horrible movies. Each week on the Horrible Movie Podcast, producer Phil, a guest, and I talk about a horrible movie. We talk about the actors, directors, the budget, the box office, and like thereof. You also get silly songs, fake commercials, and too much fun to list on this promo. Available everywhere you get your podcast. Remember, just because it's from Hollywood doesn't mean it isn't horrible. To a new episode of Quality Check Podcast, I'm one of your hosts, Daniel Posey, and joining me to the left, Drew Douglas. Are you okay? Is your voice all right? That sounded like that hurt. It kind of hurt a little bit. I don't think I'm doing that again ever. I expect it every week from now on. But only on these chat casts, right? Chat cast sweeping the country. By fire. Literally. Everyone is downloading it. It started a fire in California because it's so wild and popular. And we had to tip off major movie studios to hire John Cena to make a movie about this, and it's called Playing With Fire. Is that a real movie? Playing With Fire, yeah, it is. With Cena? Yeah, it is. It stars, uh, let's see here, I don't know who all it stars. At first I thought it was a Disney movie, but it's a Nickelodeon film. When you mentioned Cena, I thought you were going to reference The Suicide Squad. Judy Greer, John Cena, who else is in this? Keegan-Michael Key. That's right, I forgot. But it's a kid's movie? And John Leguizamo, Dennis Haysberg. Yeah, it's a kid's movie. There it is. Let me pull up the poster, and I'll show you right here. Playing with fire, baby. Oh, yeah, I saw that poster. Oh, the dog is real cute. The dog looks like he'll be the best part. But I do think it could be a lot of fun, especially with Key and Leguizamo and Cena, all of them together. That's a good... I'll watch that on cable type movie. I if ever. I don't think I'll ever see it. And I got to be honest with you, I'm not a huge John Cena fan. Why is that? Just you think that he's way too corny, way too over the top? He's just I don't understand the appeal. Did he ruin Bumblebee for you? He was really bad in Bumblebee. <laughs> Cuz there he doesn't ever like have a full arc. He's just a dickhead the entire movie. <laughs> And he sees that Bumblebee is not a threat and then still is just like, get him! Which movie would you rather return to? Bumblebee or Blockers? I never saw Blockers. Okay, how about this? Bumblebee or Men in Black? Bumblebee. Bumblebee was fine. It was fun. I just have not thought about it since. That's actually a good point. I've not thought really about any of the Transformers movies, but I've gone back through and watched a lot of just podcast and youtubers ripping the transformer movies it's been I, a weird thing you know, of mine lately i've been thinking a lot about transformers lately because i i rewatched bad boys michael oh, bay's yeah. first movie and then i was going to do bad boys too and i was thinking about ranking all of his movies and i i just don't think i can sit through all five of those movies again yeah they're honestly it's funny with some of the transformers i actually enjoyed parts of them but it's not necessarily like movies that i am really wanting to return to like bad boys i want to return to one and two those were so much fun i can tell you with a gun pointed to your head you cannot tell me the plot of any of these transformer movies except for maybe the first one i honestly couldn't tell you that i remember wasn't it 
when we were starting this podcast in the early days and episodes that you listeners no longer are able to download because they were that popular, we had to remove them. We put them in the QC vault, like the Disney vault. We Mm -hmm. have the QC vault. Well, unlock that someday. But we talked about the Transformers. What was it? The last night? And it was about King Arthur. You remember that? Mm -hmm. That was one of the first movies that I saw at the uh, Alamo Springfield. Oh, really? I think it was the second movie. I think you and I saw Baby Driver. Baby that Driver. was our first yep. one. And my car was broken into on the second viewing of that. I'm not joking. Yeah, that's not a joke. And and that was the very first time my car was ever broken into. I came out. I'm like, wow, this is irony <laughs> because it's about cars and my car is broken into when I come out. Oh, well, <laughs> that was a bummer. But I guess that happens from time to time. How about Baby Driver? You thought about Baby Driver? Yeah, I've been really wanting to rewatch that lately. I've been really wanting to rewatch, I think I mentioned this the other day, A Star is Born. I'm just like Ooh, in yeah. the mood for that. But it, it's October. I can't. It's Halloween month. Well, it's horror all the time. I really want to get, and I told you, the. I think this upcoming weekend I'm going to get Shudder, and I'm just going to do a massive binge. And so if I come out of my apartment and I look like a crazed lunatic just because I've watched so many horror films. I'm going to be deranged after that. You're already deranged. It doesn't matter. More so than now. Or maybe I come out and I'm totally (laughs) fine. (laughs) Yeah, it reverses it. What are we doing today? We're doing chat cast number two for week of October 21st. There are some really interesting tidbits of information that we're going to be talking to you all about. But before we get into all of that, we would like to dedicate this episode to Jeremy from Oregon. Thank you very much for listening and giving us some love. Let's dive into hot button issues. First up, hot for th- button issues. Yeah. First up in That's this pop culture what are we news. Talk about. I'm nervous now. It's honestly making. The rounds online, and it's making so many fanboys and fangirls mad. And it's Francis Ford Coppola, you know, the director behind Godfather, the epic Godfather 1, Part 2, and the best of the series, Part 3. He's slamming MCU, and he's saying, you know what? Martin Scorsese is right. These movies that the MCU stand for are, quote-unquote, despicable. Oh, he really hates the MCU. What do you think about that? I mean, that's like, those are strong words. His rationale, he says, is because cinema teaches you something. Because Marty said these movies are not cinema. Cinema Mm -hmm. teaches you something, he says. Whether that's enlightenment, knowledge, or inspiration, that is his rationale. All right. Um, I think calling these movies despicable is pretty extreme, don't you think? Yeah, I don't understand that. And obviously he's a legend because of the Godfather trilogy and Apocalypse Now. Mm -hmm. But I want you to just keep in mind that he hasn't made a good movie in nearly a decade. What about Tetro or Tetro or whatever that was? Trixie or something? Whenever it came out, I thought it was Tetris. And he was like making a (laughs) video game. a movie called Tricks or something with uh, (laughs) Elle Fanning? Maybe. He He hasn't had a good movie in maybe, maybe two decades or more. And he also directed that really bad Robin Williams movie, Jack. So he probably needs to shut up. Man, Jack, I remember Jack. Hollywood Pictures presents Robin Williams. That's my number at work. You can get me there anytime. My mom said I shouldn't touch matches. In the story of a boy. 
who made every moment count. I had a scary dream. Can I sleep in here? Of course, buddy. Jack. Can Jack come out and play? Hi, Mom. I just think him and Marty and Spielberg to an extent, they sound like old, bitter filmmakers and it's getting old. Get over it. Um, I'm, it's just kind of, it's kind of coming out of nowhere. I don't really understand it. And it kind of, I don't know if they were asked, like it was Marty asked and, or did he just go on this random rant? No, I'm sure he was asked. But, I just think they, they just sound like old farts and Coppola is not relevant in any way. Well, the thing is like, Obviously, for those guys, highly respectable filmmakers. And Marty, I would go as to say he's my one of my favorite filmmakers currently working. Can't wait for The Irishman. They both have, have made some great stuff, but I would lean obviously more toward Marty. Marty's still good, and he's been good for yeah. decades. Yeah, and I, that's one of those situations that it honestly seems like a, a case of where baby boomers or this older generation is hating on the millennials or this younger generation for being lazy, taking the lazy way out. But there are some MCU movies, and quite frankly, I feel like a lot of them do some great things. And yeah, they are telling these tales of superheroes, but quite frankly, we're living in a different time that superhero films are good and they they take certain risks and you can end up saying that some of the films are formulaic for MCU and they follow this standard that across the board, it seems like it's rinse and repeat. But at the same time, I think it's just very strange to hear them attacking not just one film, but like this entire generation of films, it seems. Because that's when I hear that, I hear this generational argument because these films have been going on for more than a decade. I mean, Spielberg's done his fair of popcorn fluff. So does that mean his movie, some of his movies are, are despicable? I mean, once and I mean, and being frank here, ready player one is a hundred percent that it's kind of like a comic book film. It felt like, yes. And so sometimes ways, we yeah. just want to go to the movies for fun. And, and Marty calls them uh, theme park attractions basically, Ooh. which is fine, but people want that. That's why you go to the movies. Can't we just have fun? I just think Coppola at this point sucks. And I'm going to be honest with you. Never seen the Godfather trilogy. Oh, never seen apocalypse. Now I've got the Godfather trilogy on Blu-ray, but I will say that for the saga, I think it's the Godfather saga on HBO where they cut one and two together. That's fantastic. It's so good, but I would recommend watching both films separately and then yes, watching watching the saga. I will at some point. I'm honestly worried. There's so many maniacs out there. I think Coppola might get assassinated <sighs> by an from MCU. some MCU fanatic <laughs> that's going to turn into a real life Arthur Flack or a moose from the <laughs> fanatic. <laughs> So he he might want to zip it. You know, he does a good movie sometime soon, then he can talk. But otherwise, no one wants to hear you talk. Do you think Marty is mad that Joker came out and was basically a mashup of a lot of his movies? He was originally producing that movie. Let's not forget. I wonder if he stepped away. Yeah, and that's the weird thing. I've not heard why he stepped away or what the reason behind him just like dipping his toes and then saying, no, I'm out. I mean, it's a whole big debate. All these filmmakers, there's some that don't cons- – like, net- remember, Spielberg has a thing against movies directly going to Netflix. Streaming. That's what Marty's doing with The Irishman because Netflix was the only one that could give them the budget to get it made. So there's all, they're all, they have all these hot takes and they can't just make 
the content they want without trashing each other, which is bizarre. Do you think they're mad that it's changed, the filmmaking format has changed so greatly that you and I, if we have this idea, we could pitch it to Netflix, make a movie or a show, and Netflix is like, they just throw a bank at us. And they're like, here you go. Are they mad that it has Why, become... I don't know why you would get mad because you, they would have, Spielberg could go to Netflix and say, I have an idea for something. Can you bankroll this? Or are they just worried that there's just so much saturation with film and, and for um, what you see on streaming across the board and that what they once had to go through to get things produced, it's not that way. And they are like, yeah, it's a bunch of lazy kids now. Maybe, but Marty's doing it. So, yeah. Well, and Marty said it would not have been possible to make the Irishman without the Irishman. Irishman, you have to say it that way. Uh, without, I'm an Irishman. <laughs> uh, it goes back to the Beverly Hills Cop. I'm not a businessman. I'm a businessman. Now, can you think what we we got the new preview for Michael Bay's new one that's coming directly to Netflix, mm -hmm. and that one scratch makes me scratch my head because I think of Michael Bay as big theater movies. Yeah, so that's surprising to me. Very the, the next time we get to see one of his joints, we're going to be at home. Well, I'm telling you, though, that trailer does not look good. Really? <laughs> yeah, I haven't, you, I haven't um, watched it yet. It's like, and you watch before we hit record on the trailer Bloodshot, which we'll be talking about here soon. But that trailer, you said, felt long. This trailer that Bay made, well, not necessarily he, but it's it seems like it's 20 minutes. Well, his movies go on for two and a half hours. But oh, I still man, stand behind Bay. I love his style. No, here's the thing. And you saw 13, right? The, oh, yeah. I, I went by myself, and I think I was in the theater by myself. Whenever the palace was still around, it was a second run theater. I went, what, I think it was the last film I saw in that theater um, here in town for Springfield. And I just like, I was like, what is this movie that was made? I'm surprised. Like, there's not enough love going on with this movie. Yeah, it's okay. I, I just it's too long, way too long. John Krasinski, baby, we get him before his Tom Clancy role. I can't freaking think. What is his name? Not Jack Reacher. Jack Ryan. Jack Ryan. That's it. Which have you seen that show by the way? Yeah, I liked it. Season two's out now, right? No, not yet. Okay. I think is November. it worth is it worth getting into? I've debated. Mm -hmm. Okay, it's so better than the boys. <laughs> I didn't watch the boys. I don't know. <laughs> you got to see that. Hey, I got a trailer rumor for you. What's that? You mentioned this, I think, on the last pod. No Time to Die, rumored to have its first trailer before the rise of Skywalker. So good job. You get 5,000 wow. points. Yeah. that's. Uh, I'm going to take those points, and I'm going to cash that in. Cash it in, baby. We got several No Time to Die rumors. Okay, I'm ready for this. Rumor number one. Three endings are being shot to ensure that none of the movie's secrets are revealed. That comes from the UK tabloid newspaper, The Sun, so take that with a grain of salt. Is that worth it? Like, why? I guess if they leak photos from an ending. I don't know. I feel like most of this stuff is going to be shot inside of a warehouse or something. All these big moments. Like, unless Bond dies, what's the point? That's the way I see it, you know? I mean, they did it with Dark Knight Rises. Yeah, with the funeral scene, so it's possible. This next one um, is interesting if you're a Bond fanatic, which you are not. I Are you a casual fan? I mean, I can't even say casual. I don't necessarily... It's, it's one of those that 
I have seen a few movies, but like a few like Casino Royale, it's amazing. But I just, I can't even say I'm a casual fan. Tell me what you think about this, because we don't know much about Rami Malek's role other than he is the movie's bad guy. But it's being rumored that he will be playing a rebooted version of Dr. No. I was really hoping that you would say a rebooted version of Freddie Mercury. (laughs) I mean, this idea isn't that crazy considering they reintroduced Blofeld in Spectre. Mm. And that was Christoph Waltz, though it wasn't done, I don't think, in a particularly good way. Mm. Uh, It is interesting because if this is kind of ending this Bond run, 25 films, and we're ending the Craig run, we're starting, I guess, finishing where we started with Dr. No. I think that's kind of a fun idea. That's interesting. I don't, was he a good villain? I think so, yeah. I mean, I like that one a lot. Would he just shout no at people? He's like, no. <laughs> so you need to watch that. We'll see. I have. I, lo- I like to look up set photos from this movie, and I've yet to see any of Rami Malek, hmm. which, which I don't, what are they hiding? But Craig, man, he looks, so, in that poster, the one that's currently released, he looks just kind of miserable. He it's has a that screenshot. Look. He looks. He just looks old. He, but he lo- he just looks like he'd rather be somewhere with knives out. You know, there's a lot of set video of him. They're rapping in all these places. I think. I think the movie's basically done, and he was just thanking the the crew for all their hard work, and he was crying in one of them. <gasps> Very emotional. Said he. This is the best experience he's had. And I bet he's ready to be done with the film. The director of this. No, I don't buy. I don't buy any of these behind-the-scenes rumors about any <laughs> fighting going on. I think he's going to be happy not to get injured on set anymore. Yeah, he's ready to just sit in a chair and solve crimes as this inspector for Ryan Johnson and his uh, new outing for Knives Out. Yes, I, he's in Knives Out. We get it. <laughs> Which I'm seeing early, by the way. Oh, there's an early. Access screening? Yes, I asked you to go, and you never responded, so That's you weird. you missed out. I know you asked about. Um, Dr. Sleep, and that's yeah, happening. you're missing out. And just a few days, I know. You're missing out on all these movies. <sighs> anyway, that's all the Bond news I have for you. Okay, I'm actually, I'm, as far as like Dr. No, I'll watch it, and then I'll give you my take then. But right now, I'm very neutral. I'm like, oh, that's cool. You're an idiot. Let's, let, I can't take this anymore. That's all I have to say about Bond. <laughs> well, apparently there were a couple of people saying that not just Alamo, but the studio were idiots for this next bit of hot button news. It was apparently that, so just in a few Alamo theaters across the country, I think only like 15 theaters, they had a T2 showing. It was supposed to be a screening of Terminator 2. And instead, Arnold Schwarzenegger and Linda Hamilton made an appearance before the film started introducing this setup of Dark Fate special footage that people would be seeing. And guess what? They decided instead of seeing T2, they're going to play Dark Fate. And then across the country, it erupted. I kept reading, actually, there's one person, a.k.a. Andy Carr. (laughs) Quit bringing up Andy Carr. Let's go. (laughs) Who he was on this show before, and uh, he hated it. He was so upset. But I've actually read... And not just from the theater, from the chain. I've read a lot of people really digging this surprise sneak peek. What do you think? It's kind of fun, but if I pay to see T2 or if I'm taking time out of my day because I want to go see that movie, show me that movie. 
Yeah. I will say this is one of the few franchises on earth where if they pulled this stunt, people would actually get mad. Because <laughs> if this was like an MCU movie, people would be losing their minds. Yeah. I would go as far as to say that most people going into that, it's like, I want to see T2, don't give me Dark Fate. Like, it's what cool to see. What if you were that poor bastard that actually had never seen T2? And you're like, man, I get to see this on the big screen and get ready for Dark Fate. And then they show you that and you're like, I never, I don't even know what's going on. And that's happened. And if that's happened to you and you're that person, please reach out to us and let us know because we would love to have you on this show. It's it's a really kind of ingenious way, but it all do they have that? I don't know. I feel like they have so much confidence in the movie that they're willing to show people it two weeks early I guess. but at the same time they're so nervous about it that they're trying to generate buzz this early that they're like this is the only way we can get people to see this honestly i think that's at the latter of what you you said because whenever we heard that this dropped at that wow they're kind of like not really surprising fans it just seems like a it's a hail mary like i hope this works yeah I hope we build some buzz off this uh it's risky and well, i guess we'll see what happens whenever it pans out but i've heard for the most part, decent things about the movie. Yeah. I mean, when something is the third best of a franchise that hasn't been very good, I don't know if that's good. Well, and that's the thing, like Genesis, Salvation, and as I've said, the third film, which I think Rise of the Machines, it's viewed harsher than what it is, and it's still not great, but still, I I am very skeptical of Dark Fate. So if I were one of those people and I'd been planning for months to see a movie I've never seen on the big screen before and I view it as such a masterpiece and I end up getting a movie that's not a masterpiece, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'd rather just wait and see the movie whenever it comes out. That's Those would be my... that That's my direct feeling for this. Now, if it was something else, I don't know. Bold prediction. Dark Fate makes less than 100 mil in the U.S. Finishes. I would, I would say that is fair enough. Yeah. I honestly think it. you're on the right track. You know what else is going to make less than one mil? <laughs> 100 mil. Did I say one mil? No, you said 100 okay. mil. But it's going to be Maleficent 2. Because right now, let's do let's do a quick update on the Fall Fantasy update our picks we've got two in the theaters right now my picks joker of three films that we went with if you want to know more about that game go back to that episode of ours and listen to the rules and the films that we picked overall one of my picks joker it's currently made 254 million i can't believe it well i can't either it's now it's on track to be the highest grossing r-rated film we have a lot of sick sobs out there that's all i'm gonna say and Maleficent, right now, $43 million in the U.S. Freaking Tank Fest. Yeah. And they're predicting right now Box Office Mojo is going with a soft $17 million for this weekend. And it's this is not looking good. Like you said, we each pick three films. Um, your second film, I believe, it was your second pick, Jumanji. No, the Jumanji was one. Number one. Either mm-hmm. way, you have another movie coming out. It's the second Jumanji movie. It's going to make a killing. I cannot compete. And I just wanted to announce. Special announcement right now. 
I officially concede defeat <laughs> in the fall fantasy free for all. What already? I, there's no way. I can't win. <laughs> so now it'd be funny if I can't win. It'd be funny if Jumanji tanked and it was like <laughs> it made no like way. 20 million. Because at this point, Maleficent probably won't crack 75. I have Charlie's Angels, which is going to be a huge bomb. My only hope is Ford v Ferrari, and I think that's going to do really well. But it can't. It won't make. It won't make enough for me to defend. For Joker. I might not even. All three of those movies might not total all of Joker. I don't think they so, will. Again, it's official. I'm out of the race. I'm conceding defeat. That means I win a car. You do win a brand new Woo! car. We'll post. Uh, I don't know what you're going to get. We'll post that picture on social media. Woo! I didn't. This is this is one of the hardest losses of my life. This is a big L. Well, I get a big W with the car. I hope you wreck it. Go. Oh! And to someone dancing downstairs like Arthur Fleck. Did you hear that thing about where they shot that scene where he is dancing on the stairs in New York or whatever? The, the people living in that area are like livid because people keep coming to take pictures and stuff. <laughs> and they're like talking about how it's, they're like, well, it's good for the economy. It's bringing business to the area. And they're like, no, it's people are taking selfies and leaving. They're just like interfering with people's lives. <laughs> oh, that's so they're awesome. Like, they're like outraged by it. I love it. Man, I just, every well, time I walk down the stairs to go from my home to work, I do that every morning. You've also been working on your Arthur Fleck laugh. I, I don't have. know, is, I don't want to put you on the spot. Would you be willing to give us a little listen? <laughs> I will literally drive around in my car trying to perfect a laugh. <laughs> and there are multiple laughs. There's like this guttural chuckle where he's like not happy and someone makes a joke and he doesn't think it's funny. And there's this, ha, ha, ha. My favorite bit is when you do that and then you quickly cup your mouth yeah. because that's what he does in the movie. And it really makes me laugh out loud. I love it. That's my new favorite thing. I was driving while at work and I would just like behind the wheel and I would just like, there was nothing on. <laughs> and I really wish there was like a live stream because it was silent. And I was just like laughing nonstop. I love it. Do you have a laugh? Do you have his laugh? No, I honestly have not practiced or thought about that at all. Man, that's sad. <laughs> well, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> let's talk some, uh, let's do loves it or hates it. We're going to talk a little movie trailers. Trailer talk, baby. First up, let's do Scott Cooper's new outing with Antlers. I'll say I'm a big Scott Cooper fan, though I have not seen... Hostiles yet, even though I own it. It's good. I was actually surprised by that. I was not planning on seeing that in the theaters. But I really liked Out of the Furnace. People ripped that apart, and I liked it. It was okay. It's a grim little movie, but I liked it. So Hostiles, I, while living in Tulsa, I was there for a while, went to see it because one of the actors from the area, and I was I, hoping... I, I think you've shared this story before. Well, he surprised people going to the theater. I'm like, man, if I was at one of those screenings, that would have been awesome. It would have been awesome if he had shown actually a different movie while you were there. And it was Dark Fate. <laughs> <laughs> so loves it or hates it for Antlers. I don't know what this movie's about. I know it's a horror film, and I know that I love it. I'm in. The trailer is fantastic. Did not reveal much at all other looks than... It's like an Ari Aster thriller. It looks like this boy's dad has locked himself away inside of their attic, and he's turned into a creature... 
There's very little talking, looks very suspenseful, and it very atmospheric. Loves it hard. Did you notice somebody in the trailer that we've talked about recently? I, hmm, who is that? Jesse Plemons. Oh, yeah, that's right. Chunky Jesse Plemons, I believe, with a mustache. This was the role that he had to bulk up for. No, that was Fargo. He got big for Fargo <laughs> and, like, didn't lose the weight. He's like, yeah, this is Let, this him, is let him live, man. He's he's married now. He's happy. He's, he's happy. He's, he's a, a happy, happy man. man. I think this looks incredible. And uh, when does it come out? Because I'm all on board. Hmm, I don't know. Is that this year or next year? I feel like it's at the beginning of next year. and That might be a good, like, January winter release. Yeah. They're not going to release a Scott, a Scott Cooper joint in January, Ooh. though. April 17th, Ooh. also starring Carrie Russell. Forgot about that. It's great that she's in this. I'm pumped. Now, I do have a concern. If this boy sucks, this movie's going to be... A pile of dung. We'll see. I'm excited for it, but I, I have faith in Scott Cooper. Me too. I need to watch Hostiles. I'm going to do that at some point. Now, this next film, I'm wondering if you have faith in after seeing the trailer. And that's for Vin Diesel's new outing in Bloodshot. It's based off a comic book that I've never read. Um, from It's a Valiant comic. Um, uh, You know, I don't know a lot about this either, but I, I mean, thought he was a vampire. I don't think he's a vampire. I think he's like a robot man. Can I say that I kind of love this? The trailer? Mm-hmm. It's interesting, the twist that they reveal in the trailer, because if they did not reveal that they're using him in that way and, like, altering his mind and what he feels like happened to his wife. We've seen this a billion times, So though. many times, yeah. But I kind of like, it looks like a trashy 90s action movie. It reminds me somewhat of Upgrade, but... Oh, yeah. Uh, but Upgrade was great. Upgrade ruled, though. This, though, ooh, I don't know. Guy Pierce though, hamming it up? I think I might love this. I'm going to say yes. Give me some Guy P, baby. Now, am I going to pay 12 bucks to see this in theaters? Definitely. No, definitely no. <laughs> Oh, I won't be, uh, they're not getting my money, but this is a good, this is a good, uh, rental. That's whenever this you is get good the, HBO or Cinemax. If you had an unlimited subscription pass. Yes. Movie. That would be, that's perfect for this. That'd be great. I'll be I want to watch it. Upgrade again. That's a great movie. That's a fun movie. A good Blumhouse production. Well, I, Bloodshot, I'm very neutral about this. It's an... An interesting idea, but like you said, we've seen it so much. I'm going to actually go with reverse and say hates it. Jeez. I don't think it looks bad. I'll it just doesn't look like a movie that I want to see, will be rushing out to watch. Well, I'll rush out and watch Antlers. This movie, eh. I won't be either, but I will say Vin is as big as he's ever been. He looked like kind of a chunky monkey in some of these last Fast and Furious movies. He looks like he bulked up. He's trying to compete with The Rock. He's he's trying to take him down because eventually oh. he's... Oh, what's that? I need to tell you something. I watched Hobbs and Shaw the other day. Oh, what did you think? It was all right. Did, but it, all right isn't like you liked it or... I would say it was low-end like. Yeah. The third act is not what I expected. Yeah. What well, goes it was, on? It, it, it literally goes on throughout the credits like it's a freaking comedy. I don't, but the third act, though, it just forever takes forever. But there's so many scenes, like there's the Kevin Hart scene in the plane that lasts. It just feels yeah. like an SNL sketch all of a sudden. <laughs> I did love Ryan Reynolds in it. I had no idea he was in it. That was I kept fun. waiting for the big twist that he was the bad guy. <laughs> I know he voices the, um, the whatever the, the communicator yeah, yeah. is, but they, I, I looked it up. They said he that doesn't mean that he is the bad guy. I like that he's part of it. 
I man, I don't know. This I don't is, know if I would watch that anytime soon though. I'll never watch it again. Yeah, it didn't really it didn't really thrill me, but I didn't hate it. There were some good gags in it. And that's the funny thing. I didn't hate the. I I feel like I'm very neutral, and there are parts I liked, and other parts I'm like, just get on with it's it. It's just two and a half hours, basically, of banter. They need to cut that. And then that. just like taking schoolyard shots at one another. And at some point, <laughs> I was just like, all right, we get it. You guys don't like each other, but you kind of do. If they trimmed it to one and a half hours, oh, yeah, I think it, I may it was like a, it. It should have been one forty-five. I love that they go back to the rocks home. <laughs> And there's all these huge, beefy Samoan men. And then we see his brother. And his brother is like the smallest man I've ever seen. Cliff Curtis. The guy looks like he's never lifted a weight in his <sighs> life. I love that Cliff just goes in and out of characters. You remember him from Training Day, right? He's the main guy who like throws Ethan Hawke into the bathtub. And he's got a shotgun, a sawed-off shotgun pointed at him. It's been a while since I've seen that movie. I want to go back and rewatch that. Speaking of uh, David Ayer, we should rewatch Suicide Squad. Yeah, that's a plan. It's on TNT every night. I'm, wa- I'm watching a dread. That seems like such a fitting place for it. <laughs> I mean, nothing against TNT. It's literally but it, on TNT every week, and I swear to you. It seems like the perfect movie where you just have on in the background. But I, I like to have it on when I pump, but I'm not going to be pumping for three months, folks. <gasps> yeah, what's going on with that? What's the update? I, I tore... I tore a tendon in my arm, and I have to have surgery. So your legs are going to look swollen by the end, as in like so bold. It's going to be a lot of cardio, a lot of abs, and a lot of legs, and that's three things that I hate. Well, your body, you'll end up looking like, from your abs down, it will make you look like Vin Diesel. I mean, we don't need to get out like into workout routines, but I've been in panic mode because this is a recovery process they said would be six to 12 weeks. Yeah, it's nuts. No lifting of weights. I was making gains ahead of my big wedding. And now I'm, you know, I'm, it's been derailed. And quite frankly, I'm pissed off. You've been Cliff Curtis. It really actually is very disappointing. Yeah, no, that would be, that's upsetting to be able to. You get it. Satellite. Yeah. You grind. That's uh that that actually would be that would be tough. So I'm we sorry. don't need to get into that, but I will say if we're not doing shows for a while, that could be why. Actually, we could do more shows because I want everything else to do. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You'll be lifting your mic. At least you can lift that, right? <laughs> my right hand, as long as it's my right hand. All right, you want to do some winners and losers from this month's yeah. October pop October. culture pickums. Now I have only had experienced two of the three of these and you've experienced i think all of no those. i haven't okay so you want me to do, let me do my picture sure quick, and then you can we we overlapped actually so i had three that i recommended or was looking forward to this month number one these are in no, no order by the way number one watchman hbo incredible this is it. a 100 this is a winner we'll be talking about that show on this show a lot i feel i've yet to see it it's got me fully obsessed with the Watchmen universe. Damon Lindelof has delivered again. It's incredible. I want to watch the movie, the director's cut, before seeing the show now. Number two, I had El Camino, and I'm actually going to say this is a loser. Ooh. I think it's a good movie. It's a great finish for Jesse. But I got to be honest with you, I haven't thought about this a day since we watched it. <laughs> I completely agree with you. I didn't hate the movie. I thought it was serviceable. That's my one word for it. But in reality, I know Vince 
uh, Gilligan, who created the series, and he was writer-director for this film, had this idea in mind. He wanted to do what he called episode 63, but the writers of Better Call Saul said, you know what? That makes it seem like Breaking Bad was not finished. Let's just do carry this on as something else, a short film, and it just blossomed into this two-hour movie. Uh, did not really seem like it was necessary, though. Ooh. Uh, my third one was Castle Rock. I have not started this yet. I think the first episode debuted yesterday mm. from the day that we're recording, mm-hmm. so I cannot answer that. But I have two winners. That's good. That is good. I have... I guess one winner, one pending, and one loser. Jeez. <laughs> the so at the top, I went to see the Rock on Tours, uh, first concert I've seen in a while. Had a lot of fun. Now this show, they gave you the sleeve, and at the top there's this magnetic pin, and once you press that together, both sides that locked your phone and the sleeve, and you had to go to this magnetic strip this person who had this dispenser and they would tap it on more or less as like a stapler and release that pin. And then you would be able to take your phone out of that. You could only go to designated cell phone area areas of this concert made it a blast because I felt like so many people were in this show and they wanted to watch it. But there's one annoying guy next to me who had a freaking Apple watch and he kept looking (laughs) at it. And so I kind of like pushed him out of the way uh, it sounds rude, but I mean, he was looking at this. He, you could tell, he did not want to be there. He was just there for like friend or family member. Sorry, that was me. Ooh, did not want to be there. Yeah. Well, I, I just took your thing, view. The cell phone thing is cool. Yeah, I like that idea, but it feels like if once you're leaving the venue, it's going to take forever to get out of there. Honestly, that did slow it down a lot. Now I wasn't in a rush because I had the next day off work, and quite frankly, where the concert, the venue. Uh, was in relation to my hotel. I was walking there, so I wasn't, you know, worried about getting out of there before there was a big rush. But it was a lot of fun. I will say, Jack White in the very beginning seemed like he didn't. He came there for one thing and one thing only. That's to play, not to have fun. He just wanted to play all of his music, all of their music rather. And it was about midway through, and he lightened up. It was it was a blast. I loved him. I felt like I was in that. Uh, so that's a definite win. The other pick that I had that's pending is Watchmen. I have not seen that yet. I'm excited, very excited for it. Just haven't had time to sit down and watch that in all of its glory. And the loser, I would say, is El Camino. It's fine, but just, yeah. I think you and I are on the same page. I think you're going to love Watchmen. I'm pumped. I will say that that's probably my most anticipated show, and Creepshow will end up binging that. If you don't love Watchmen, Damon will give you your money back. (sighs) Then we'll we'll probably be done. No more chat cats. <laughs> what about some pop culture diets then? What do you have for us on this? What's the most recent thing that you've watched? Well, I've been watching the World Series and I've been catching up on the last season of Arrow. The new season's already started, but I'm trying to catch up. And Arrow, this next season it's done, right? Yeah. Final the one season. that's just started is the final season. And I'm trying to catch up so I can watch it with everybody else and see what happens to Oliver Queen. Okay. I don't know anything about arrows, so this will be a fascinating to hear from you what, what you have to say and if it really lives up to it. What about The Flash? Do you think it's better than The Flash at this point? Um, you know, for a long time, The Flash was a really great show, and I think it's really dipped. <laughs> and I find Stephen, Stephen Amell, the Green Arrow, is kind of a one-note actor, but I really, really love that note. 
Oh. So I'm all about I'm all about that show, even though I think it's kind of poopy at times. Oh, but wow. I, I really like Arrow. I always go. I've quit that show like four times and always gone back to it. It's like a really bad relationship. Oh, it's kind of insane. You just can't get enough. I can't get enough of Stephen Amell. I got to be honest with you. The last, it's funny, I've got like three things pending that I'm watching, and I'm returning to uh, one of those things, and that is Return of the Living Dead Part 3. I've gone through these It's on films. Amazon Prime, by the way. I mm-hmm. added it. And I hate it. Honestly, I'll, I'll just tell you right now, the third film is not good. But oh. it, yeah, it's, it's a guilty pleasure just because what I love that Dan O'Brien did with Return of the Living Dead it is an 80s masterpiece. Hands down, every time it gets this time of year, I watch those films. It's so hard to find Return of the Living Dead Part 2 because it's basically a rehash of the first film. But I have not seen that in years. And However, I will say Return, such a good movie. There are so many bits in it. It's truly a cheesy, campy film that almost like turned the f- phrase chills or a chiller for films that like gave rise to that um the third film i stopped it like midway through i just too tired to finish it a guilty pleasure it's so weird so wacky now, so is return of the living dead a sequel to something or it's just no nope. it's just a- no so dan o'brien created return of the living dead as like a spoof of night of the living dead and so return of the living dead it was made on I, I believe it was Cinemax or HBO is in it, it was one of those films that they released and it grew this cult classic this cult following it's a cult classic film and I just feel like there's so much that the film has to say under the hood there and it's also just a ton of fun it's gory it's got some great music in it and there are some characters that are classic Hollywood actors and they were like, couldn't get work. So they decided to do this film. There's a lot of really interesting stories behind how this film got made. And honestly, they were like, just let's make a fun movie. And that's it. That's a fun movie. And it basically takes whenever the zombies start running. This was the film that kind of introduced that. And it there's a reason behind a lot of what the choices that they made. And it's wacky. It is insane, and it's it hits all the right notes for me. And the time whenever it was released freaked me out, and to this day, there's some music in that and moments when I'm walking down the street at night. If I, like, go for a jog at night and it's kind of, like, misty out, there's a scene in the film that I always think back to, and it scares me every time I'm out, and it's just spooky. And it was done so well, I will say. It's kind of like a cheap film, but it just it's a fun, fun horror romp. Um, Return of the Living Dead Part 3 is kind of so-so. It's not as magical, but it's still worth watching. And the trilogy, but then again, like I said, Part 2, I can't really see that anywhere, so I skipped that film most of the time. The film that I did see, and this is the last, it was actually this morning, I started... Soderbergh's new film, The Laundromat. Why are you starting movies and stopping? Just finish it. Well, Laundromat, I just wanted to see what it's about. And it's interesting. It's broken up into sections. And I'm uh, I'm like maybe 20 minutes in. It looks interesting, but I do not like the open. I'll say that. It's like 
he's spoon feeding us information and it just seems way too heavy handed. Well, they, it's probably complicated and people like me are not going to understand it. Well, and the, in the grand scheme of things, I'll be interested to see how I like that later once I finish the film, but that's it. That's all I've got. Am I diet? What are we going to do next week? Anything fun? I think we're going to chat, have another chat cast. I'm excited to hear about your doctor sleep experience. We'll probably record before that. And then we are working our way through the catalog of Shudder. So we (laughs) won't have all of those films ready for you just quite yet. But we're working on that. But in addition to Shudder, we will have the original Creepshow film. We're going to talk about that. I've seen it. You have not. I'm nervous. Don't be nervous. It's it's fun. It's freaky. And it's a breeze. I think it's like an hour and 20 minutes. Five tales in an hour and 20 minutes. I like minutes. that. It's already five stars. We, we get a lot of great uh, actors in that. Hal Holbrook. We've got Leslie Nielsen. Ted Danson. It's a lot of fun people. And it was created by Stephen King and George Romero. I'm pumped for you. I'm actually really excited that you're going to watch this for the first time. Film fans, watch that. Come back to us. Even if you don't watch that, still come back to us. Listen to what we have to say next time. Hope that you have enjoyed this. And we'll talk to you next time. (laughs) I was waiting for you to say something obscene. Quality Check is part of the Studio DNA Podcast Network. Find more of your favorite podcasts at Spreaker.com slash Studio DNA.